Welcome to Stephen Explains the News. This week, Blind Willie Johnson and Muddy Waters. Oh, wait, no, that's my other podcast. Stephen Explains the Blues. This week, what's the deal with the diaspora and circumcision? No, no, wait, that's... Oh, wait, here we go. Stephen Explains the News. The apartment's looking nice. What? What did I do? You have a sign on the entry here that's like a marquee sign. Yeah. Where you put the little yeah. letters in the marquee. And right now it says, you know, the flowers remind us. Oh, they bring us so necessary. And I started looking at the dead flowers and I'm like, well. What, is, what are these dead flowers reminding me yeah. of? Yeah. <laughs> when, when metaphors backfire. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome on into the show, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, fans and newsies, for coming on back into the podcast. And with me, as always, is Kayla. Kayla, how you doing? Here I am. Here we are. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, I'm doing well, Stephen. So this past weekend, yeah. Um, my husband was recruiting again all weekend long. He's a basketball coach. Yes. Okay. So majority of our weekends, he is gone. And... I got on the cleaning kick, the spring cleaning kick. Nice. And you know, I kind I try to do this once a year, uh-huh. and I'm kind of actually digging it. Like it's it's kind of nice to just go through stuff. It's exhausting. Yeah. By the end of it, you need to take a break from cleaning. But just, are you like pulling everything out of your cabinets? Um, or like different spaces in our house. Okay. So our front bathroom has been used as a storage for the past. <laughs> year (laughs) and i just and i keep boxes like Uh of new things i'm not a hoarder of everything Uh but i keep new boxes of things because i'm like well if it breaks right i don't know how long do you keep the new box how long do you keep it up for so it's been a year right checking it and like i'm getting rid of furniture so here's my little thing have you ever used offer up no so i've never even heard of it so it's an app okay and it's kind of like a fancy craigslist but you take a picture of your your item and then you put it online and People can start. It's like a. They can they, bid for it. Yeah, they're so t- it's they, like a local eBay. Uh, not. I don't think they can see other people bidding for it. Okay. It's it's just like hey, I, I put it on for fifty dollars, right? I put a desk on for fifty dollars, and they, some people respond back, oh, would you take thirty, or you know, uh-huh. would you take forty, and so it's kind of been this fun little like, well, what else can I sell now? Right, right. Let's just try to sell everything. <laughs> but I st- here's the thing. This is totally me. I staged my furniture that I was selling. You I have put, to. Yeah. The people that put no effort out on Craigslist, yeah. they like take a half a blurry picture yeah. of a thing. And you're like, I want that. Th- I'm uh-huh. looking for that thing uh-huh. that you have, but I'm not going to buy yours. Not, I yeah. could buy yours yeah. if you just take a halfway decent picture yeah. of it. So my, I, you know, I had a little shoe rack. I put a few little shoes on. <laughs> I, I was getting all into it. I was like, I'm the next Joanna Gaines. So... <laughs> don't know who that is you don't know who you don't know who chip and joanna Gaines are i have no idea what that no, is no fixer upper that's a like a television uh, reality show yes okay i failed you <laughs> i failed you they fix up houses yes all right like I, well the, now i know who she is but Good. the best way possible they're in target they're everywhere they're blowing up okay I'm so surprised you don't know who Chip what, and Joanna Gaines are. What makes are. them fixing up houses better than they're other just, people? They're good people. They're good people. They're okay. good All right. People. I see. So anyways, that was my weekend. How was your weekend? Filling <laughs> filling the loneliness with cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound so nice when I say it. 
fine, Stephen. It's fine. All right, Kayla. What, what was going on this week for you? Someday soon. Uh-oh. I don't know when, but someday soon when you become a parent. Oh, that's not soon. You'll reach a day where you, you realize that, that you've, you've become a parent and you do things that you just kind of never imagined you yeah. would do. It's, it's a little like going on a, a yacht vacation with a, <laughs> with, a, with a rich billionaire. You find yourself doing things you just sort of never imagined. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it's a, it's a gra- gradual slide. But yeah. one day you, you wake up and you just don't even recognize the person in the mirror anymore. You, you find yourself up at 6 a.m. hunched over a tray of exactly 28 peanut-free and two gluten-free cookies that you are icing with green frosting into the shape of pine trees because you volunteered to bring the snacks to the Arbor Day celebration after party. And then you just sort of wistfully look out the window. And you think, how did it all come to this? How did, how did I get to this moment where I'm frosting cookies with a tree? <laughs> or later on in the day, you find yourself sitting in a folding chair on a stretch of asphalt. Yeah. Vigorously applauding for a line of children that you don't know or care for yeah. in the slightest bit as they are being awarded tri-semester recognition of achievement, which by the way... Everybody gets an award oh, at some point for tri-semester recognition of achievement, which you kind of catch on to pretty early on because you realize the great disparity in the value of the award as you go through. It starts out with like, well, our first award goes to someone who's really been working on her science. She built a working prototype of the Large Hydron Collider and published her second article in Popular Mechanics. So let's give a special super scientist award to little Sally. <laughs> Next up, we have someone who just just tries so hard and he just gives it his best. And our Excellent Effort Award. <laughs> Like, wait a minute. Two awards are not quite recognizing the same. Anyway, good for you, Blake. Way to go, Blake. Hold that. Hi. Oh, God. (laughs) Yay. Way too cynical. It's fine. It's too much, though. All right, let's go to the news. There's... Kayla. I know. All right. There's so many scandals. In a normal presidency. Oh, yes. Any one of these things would have been a scandal that would stop all the news cycle and we would all be talking about this scandal for like a month or two months, right? Any one of these things. Just this week, Rudy Giuliani, who just came on as a yet another lawyer for the president as he's worried about being investigated by the special counsel, went on an hour-long interview on Fox News and just blabbed all this stuff that contradicted a bunch of other stuff and is like clearly obstruction of justice and admitted that Trump reimbursed his lawyer for the payments of the hush money that the other lawyer made to the adult film actress. Like, yes, Trump did pay the lawyer back for that money, even though he just claimed not that long ago he didn't know anything about it, which is a lie, right? That is a lie, which would be a giant scandal, and now it's just another thing. And and he offered up another reason why Trump fired the FBI director, uh, which is another 
way to obstruct justice. It was like, it's either obstruction justice this way or it's obstruction of justice that way. But the, does, which way do you want it to be? Which explanation is obstruction of justice? It doesn't really matter. And then we got Kanye uh-uh. on Twitter. He thinks slavery was voluntary and he's just lost his mind about it. Good old Kanye. I'm just tired, Kayla. It's, it's too much. I know. So we're going we're gonna to focus on what would be normally like the scandal uh-huh. that would stop all other scandals, one office is acting in a way that's very scandalous, okay. the EPA. Okay, I don't know what the EPA is. Right, because it's not even going to make it into the headlines because there's all these other scandals. Yeah. All right, the EPA is the Environmental Protection Agency. Okay. It's what's known as a cabinet level appointment administrator, but it's not in the cabinet. Okay, so you have the Secretary of the Interior, Secretary of Education, Secretary of Defense. Those are the cabinet. This is an administration, but the person is considered like a cabinet level person. But it's just an administration that was created by the president. Hmm. Nixon founded it in 1970. And basically, he founded this agency because starting in in the mid-1940s, they started passing laws about environmental protection and regulation. Because they, they were realizing, like, honestly, a hundred years to, after the Industrial Revolution, that, like, look at all this coal burning that we're doing. Look at all these rivers that we're dumping stuff into. Oh, man, we still got to live here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all that started in the 1840s. And then in the 1940s, they said, oh, wait a minute. So then they started passing laws about, like, how much can you dump in rivers? What is clean water? You know, how, what does responsible clean water mean for the whole community? And then air acts started being passed in the fifties and the sixties, regulations about smog and stuff like that. But they needed a, an agency to, to enforce all of this, right? Cause it's, it's the executive branch. It's their job to enforce the laws. So what Nixon created in 1970 was, okay, you EPA, all these laws that Congress is passing about clean water, clean air, you enforce all that. Basically, that's when they started. Mostly, they are there just to enforce those laws that Congress has passed, but they also are allowed to write regulations. Hmm. So in their job in enforcing the laws, they can basically say, this is what it looks like to comply with the law. So here's some regulations. And if you, if you follow the regulations, then we know you're complying with the law which kind of sounds like they create rules on top of rules. And that basically is it. Okay. They, they create rules on top of rules, but they're allowed to do that. They have to justify their regulations. So they're not like completely independent, but basically they say, look, Congress, you passed this law. We got to make it happen. So this is how we're going to do mm-hmm. it. Some of the things that it's done, a lot of it is just enforcement, mm-hmm. right? So they can, they can do fines. So if you're breaking the law, they can fine you and they can sanction you and stuff like that. So that's one of the main things it does. It just goes around and makes sure that people are following the law. It does test, environmental testing and lots of, you know, there's lots of scientists employed by the EPA who are out there checking water and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look at your business practices and say, okay, how much are actual emissions and that kind of thing. The other thing that they do is like proactive policies. Hmm. One of the big ones that you would have seen as an average consumer is Energy Star. Yeah. That was started by the EPA. Oh. So they said, look, we want to promote energy efficient appliances yeah. and stuff so that we aren't just using up. Because people can kind of almost like independently use up way more energy than they really need to, mm-hmm. like person by person. But if we encourage them to use less and we encourage producers to make better products, then then ever, then the 
aggregate will be better, hmm. right? Because if, if your refrigerator is slightly less efficient, you barely feel it, right? right? Like you, you pay a few extra dollars a month in electricity and who cares? But if everybody's yes. refrigerator is more efficient, then it makes a huge difference. Sure. So the Energy Star program was in that vein. And so now people can look for the Energy Star logo. Mm-hmm. And then now even states have gotten in on the deal where they mm-hmm. say, okay, Energy Star can get you a kickback and you can get a tax break for buying this Energy for- Star. Um, vehicles as well, right? Uh, vehicles are included in this. And actually, this is a story that we had covered. We now have such a history that there is a story that we've covered that's relevant to this current discussion again, the Volkswagen diesel emission scandal. So Volkswagen was cheating on their diesel emissions as when they were being tested. They, com- they programmed their computers in the car to cheat at the emissions test so that they seemed like they were more efficient than they really were. All right, you don't remember any of this. I don't. That's the whole story. They got caught by the EPA. Okay. It was the EPA that discovered, their scientists discovered that they they were cheating. Yeah. And so then that's how the whole thing came out, was because of the work of the EPA. Okay. One other example of the stuff that they do uh, is uh, research, just sort of scientific environmental research. So it's not necessarily direct, like they aren't going to a factory, but they're just looking at the environment. And one of the coolest things that they have is, are these research vessels, hmm. these big ships that are basically floating scientific laboratories that go out in, either into the ocean or this one ship, the uh, research vessel Lake Guardian, which is out on the Great Lakes. Cool. Like basically permanently out on the Great Lakes taking samples and they've got hmm. all of this research equipment on board so they can pull up samples and hmm. Uh, test it right there on the ship uh it's really cool and i found a youtube video of somebody taking a tour and you can just see like how big and cool this whole thing is. it goes through all the laboratories and then it goes back to where the big crane is pulling stuff out of the water and stuff and do people live on the ship well i think this one they don't necessarily have to live on because it's on the great lakes Uh maybe it will go out in the middle of the great lakes Uh for a while so a few days but there's another one that they had that they just got rid of that was definitely one that people would stay on for weeks at a time wow that's cool but yeah so that kind of thing is also what the epa does okay so what's the deal with the epa well the head of the epa is this guy called scott pruitt scott pruitt most recently was the oklahoma attorney general in his role as the oklahoma attorney general who's like dealing with the the relationship between the states and the federal government mm-hmm. enforcement, right? That's the, the attorney general is, is standing between those two things, among other things. But one of the main things the attorney general does is how are federal laws being enforced within my state? Sure. And what does that look like? One of the things that Scott Pruitt did as the Oklahoma attorney general is sue the EPA over and over again, like more than a dozen times huh. over their enforcement of regulations. In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Like on, the, on behalf of Oklahoma, which is a giant energy producer. There's a bunch of oil and gas companies that operate within Oklahoma. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of oil and natural gas in the ground. And so there's a bunch of companies there. Mm-hmm. He was essentially collaborating with the oil and gas companies in these efforts to stymie the efforts of the EPA within Oklahoma. And in fact, there have been emails that have been released that he was required to release. He was trying to hide them. That is a a quote from one report. He acted in close concert with oil and gas companies to challenge environmental regulations, even putting his letterhead to a complaint filed by one of the firms, Devon Energy, which is like an oil and gas company. He just took their complaint and put his attorney general letterhead on it and submitted it on their behalf. That guy is now the head of the EPA. Well, why did the EPA... The president appoints him. Why? 
<laughs> Why did he do that? Because if you have someone who's on the side of the oil and gas companies, whose oh. job it is to enforce the regulations. It's like, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Yeah, it's you put a fox in charge of the hen house. Yeah. Right? Like sure. he's he can go through and either... <laughs> Very, very poorly enforced regulation, yeah. which is it's his job to enforce it. The, yeah. A law is just a law without enforcement. Yeah. So if you put someone in, in ahead of enforcement who doesn't want those laws enforced, guess what happens? Yeah. So this, but that's not even the big scandal, right? The fact that just the fact that he's there, right? That this person who like secretly collaborated with oil and gas companies to undermine the EPA in his role as Attorney General of Oklahoma for years is now ahead of this agency where he should be looking out for the environment. Right. That's not the scandal. Ready? Here's the list of scandals. This is compiled by CNN. How long has he been in this position? Uh, since kind of the beginning. So I think he was confirmed in February of 17. Okay. So he, yeah, he was he was right out the gate. He's mm-hmm. not someone that replaced somebody else. Okay. He was one of them. Um, hold on, I'm scrolling back to the top of this document. All right, forty three thousand dollars spent by the EPA to purchase a soundproof booth to install in Pruitt's office. No, which violated the regulations because anything more than five thousand dollars, he has to get approval for. Pruitt authorized large raises for. Close aides, which then he lied about and say he didn't know about. And then it turns out he helped approve these raises. Uh, a bunch of stuff about travel. He's been traveling all over the country and all over the globe, always in first class or business class, which is extremely expensive. Uh, one estimate is he spent $60,000 on uh, airline travel in uh, 2017. Uh, he, there's another stretch of, of time where he spent another $30,000 on a trip to Italy. So a lot of this comes from trips that he's taking one to Italy, uh, another one to Morocco where he spent another, uh, $68,000 on the trip to Morocco. Sorry. There's so much more. Uh, but those are the big categories, Mm -hmm. uh, Spending on travel, spending it on, especially first class travel and all of this extra security measure and, um, wasting all this money on like security measures within his own office. And then the last one is all this kind of secrecy stuff. Mm-hmm. So he, he like is really paranoid about his, even his aides coming in and, and taking meetings with him. He won't let a single aide come in. He always has like somebody else come in with them and he won't allow them to take written notes of their meetings. Um, Pruitt uses phones rather than email to deal with important EPA related matters so that they don't show up uh, as a written record. So all of this kind of like really weird secrecy stuff, which is in and of itself not necessarily a scandal, but when you throw it on top of all the other stuff is really weird. So what is Scott Pruitt so paranoid about? Like, why does he... The only thing that they can point to is he's gotten a couple of threatening phone calls. That's all that they really have said. The EPA itself has said he's gotten, you know, these sort of weirdly threatening phone calls. He's building up this case that, like, the environmentalists want to kill him, right? But they don't really, haven't said, like, look at all these credible threats that have been made against him. So this is, okay, this is a conspiracy theory. You ready? Yeah, I love conspiracy theories. Okay. It's all about Russia still. So he's in with all this energy stuff. And you know, energy's big with Russian oligarchs too, right? Yes. So he's in somehow with the Russian oligarch energy guys. And he's afraid 
that he's gonna get bumped off by yeah. them yeah. he's gonna get poisoned there's gonna there's gonna be a a poisoned umbrella to the yeah. neck and he's gonna, <laughs> so that's the that's the conspiracy theory that, that's like it talked about people yeah, are I, talking about i that. didn't make that up oh. yeah i got that from somewhere else but well, that's that's you're totally, really smart that's it's, it's totally unverified <laughs> I mean, it certainly adds up. Everybody's involved with Russia. Yeah. So why not him too, right? But there's, I don't have any proof that he's involved with Russia. So that's, that's just its own little thing. Okay, so this one scandal I want to drill down on, Morocco. This kind of exemplifies all the things. He, he has to fly first class, so it's way more expensive. But the trip itself is set up by this guy who is a lobbyist. The lobbyist friend helps set up the Morocco trip. He goes out and he basically lobbies for natural gas extraction to Morocco, which is not really the role of the APA. Like, is that he should be talking about? He has a role internationally, okay. but it should be about like international environmental agreements like the Kyoto Treaty, or the Paris Agreement or you know what I mean? Like it should be about environmental protections or industrial regulations or that kind of a thing. Right. Instead of how do we get more natural gas out of the ground? So this lobbyist sets up this meeting. He goes to talk about this thing to Morocco, which seems like not even a thing he should be talking about. Mm -hmm. And then that guy that set up the meeting gets a job from Morocco at like $40,000 because he's the buddy of the EPA guy. Mm. So that to me should be like obviously corruption scandal. Something's going on. Where the lobbyist is using his influence to get Scott Pruitt in the room together so he can say, look how influential I am, so he can get this big high-paying job from Morocco after he leaves, yeah. which is which is not good. Yeah. He, uh, said, yeah. he gets paid $40,000? A month. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Jeez. This guy's name's Smotkin. The lobbyist? The lobbyist. So if you hear of his name later on, like if it comes around that like Pruitt ever, if Pruitt ever gets called on any of these things, Smotkin is maybe the one that finally gets him. Oh, it all comes down to money. <laughs> and then this is the one other thing that's not really, it should be a bigger scandal than it is. Just his administration of the EPA itself. So he has said that they're no, then he's put it in a way that, that sounds good. Yeah. They're no longer going to use secret science, right? No more secret science. But what he's talking about is we're no longer going to use scientific studies that respect people's privacy. Oh, God. Right? Because you got to imagine all of these environmental impact studies are using health reports, Mm -hmm. right? How do these environmental uh, impact the the health of the people living in different places? So people have to give over their health data and they want to ensure certain privacy if they do that. And so the scientific studies has to say, we're going to keep your information confidential Mm -hmm. in order to protect your privacy. Well, Scott Pruitt says, we're not going to use those kinds of studies anymore in deciding what kind of policy to enforce, Hmm. right? Which is a ton of studies. That's a whole body of scientific evidence. And the people that support this line of thinking say, oh, I thought you wanted transparency. I thought you wanted people to be out in the open. It's like, yeah, but not with people's personal data. No, you know, there's, there's one thing to be transparent. There's one thing to like violate people's privacy. So he's proposed this as a policy now of the EPA to mm-hmm. just ignore an entire section of body of scientific evidence mm-hmm. in his moving forward with considering how the EPA enforces mm-hmm. regulation. Uh, that's in and of itself should be scared. Someone that is sort of willfully misunderstanding how scientific data is gathered in order to create a, a political platform that's more favorable to what he wants to do anyway. Right, which is 
drill and yeah. lobby on behalf of the gas and energy. I mean, that's pretty blunt yeah. to put it that way, but I don't, I don't think I'm being unfair to the guy. Yeah. I still can't get over $40,000 a month. Yeah. Okay. I just found the article about threats to Scott Pruitt. Okay. 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 This is sort of out of order. Yeah, that's fine. But, but I, I just came, I just found it yeah, again. Yeah. Okay. So this is why he says he needs all this extra money to fly first class every single time okay. and to install, remember, a, 40. a $43,000 cone of silence in his own office. And he spent like $9,000 to have his office swept of bugs. I mean, this isn't just like, I want to make sure I have a round-the-clock security guard, mm-hmm. which is would be sort of within the sure. realm of normal. It, it would be over what, what the previous EPA had. Yeah. But even that, like, okay, you want a security sure. guard. You want to make sure the place is safe. Sure. These are the threats that he's worried about. An Arkansas woman sent a threatening post on Twitter. An Ohio man sent an obscene postcard. And a woman became loud and disorderly in the EPA headquarters lobby. Those three things? That's it. That is the th- that's the only thing the EPA has said that we're pointing to to why Scott Pruitt is this paranoid and like yeah. won't let you bring other people in it's got to be yeah. something else right it yeah. has to be something else like those three people sending a postcard making a threatening post on Twitter I get, I see threatening posts on Twitter every single day <laughs> I mean at least like if you're trying to hide yeah. hide it at least Get some more people to do, pay some people to right. do some weird stuff. You got to have somebody send like fake anthrax to the yeah, office. Yeah, like something. multiple times. Right, right. That's weird. Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's like, what else? Yeah. This, this doesn't add up. Something else must be going on. Well, you know what else is going on? It's the Russians. Russians. That's what else is going on. Yeah. Can't say it though. I'd be paranoid too. Totally. Okay, th- so the last questions we're, we're left with yeah. are, what is he so paranoid about? Totally. And why doesn't Trump fire him? <laughs> like, this is worse than some of the other. The previous head of health and human services did a similar kind of thing where he paid all this money for airline travel and then was fired. Yeah. Right? So what's the difference here? Why isn't he ge- being fired? It seems like this is way worse than what the other guy did. So why isn't he being fired? Mm-hmm. And it's a bigger drag. Like, he's hanging around and hanging around. Yeah. So it could be... Uh, Trump just doesn't care anymore, yeah. right? Which, I mean, how much did he care to begin with? It's, there's a low bar to go under. Uh, or, like, is it all the Russians? Like, what does he know that he doesn't want to be fired because then Trump would have him out there with all that information? It's got to be the Russians. I'm so, I'm so scared for our country. I know. Okay, well, did you hear about um, they caught the Northern California killer? The Golden State. Yes. The Golden State killer. I did. I heard about that. From a DNA test from a relative. From one of these like send in your DNA to. uh, I think I read that 23andMe and Ancestry.com both denied like that that it was them. Right. Oh, okay. Then that would be breaching their confidentiality agreements or whatever. They can't right? admit to it. Right. But if they were subpoenaed, would they yeah, offer I it know. up? I I think they, I don't know. See, that's the thing. But all that to say, sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah. Well, the other thing that's interesting about that story is that um, Patton Oswalt's wife 
had written this book like she she had kind of made it her minor obsession this this criminal case okay. and she was researching it for years and years and years and and hadn't released the book and then died oh. so Patton Oswald finished it uh-huh. and or got it published I uh-huh. don't think he really finished it he just sort of uh-huh. gathered together as far as she was and uh-huh. then published it on her behalf uh-huh. and then pretty soon after that book was published the killer was caught whoa so though they think that it was also like helpful yeah in, in her her research in the in huh. the book was also helpful but it definitely was this public DNA yeah was uh part of it so don't it's not just about Facebook tests. No. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look out. Uh-uh. All these companies. Yeah. Although, did you have you been in a Starbucks recently? Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean. And tried to use the Wi-Fi. Uh uh-uh. uh. So it used to be you just had to like click accept terms and agreements. Yeah. Now you have to give your name, first name, last name, email address, and zip code to get onto their Wi-Fi. Interesting. So and you think kind of flippantly, like, oh, I'm just. Well, you're like elf. Oh. I came to, half of the reason I came to Starbucks was for the Wi-Fi. Right. Right. Like I. Yeah. Half, no. Well, half of it was to get away from my kids. <laughs> and the other half was for the Wi-Fi. Yeah. And then not even factoring in is the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I could do that without buying coffee, I would. Yeah. Um, but you know me, I'll probably get arrested. <laughs> no, I won't because I'm white. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So now they're collecting my. And I don't have to sign in again. No matter what Starbucks I go to, oh, interesting! It recognizes my IP address, huh. and so it tracks me, and it knows what Starbucks I go to, and Super it has weird. my email address attached to that information. So that when you, they know your order, that's and they right. Can email you and say, "Hey, Stephen, we're having two dollars off your caramel frappuccino this week." Caramel frappuccino. I get a coffee. All right, I get the cheapest thing on the menu. <laughs> Can I get a half a pack of almonds? <laughs> Can I get a cup of water? How much for one McNugget? <laughs> Thanks. That's the show. Thanks for joining us. You can email the show, stephennotexplains at gmail.com, or I will post a bunch of links to the show, stephenexplainsthenews.blogspot.com, and there'll be a link to that research vessel that is uh, owned by the EPA, and I got a couple other links with all the, the Scott Pruitt scandals, so you can keep them all straight. Uh... Also, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, subscribe to the show and like us so other people can find us. Kayla, you are awesome. See you in the best. See you. Bye. I still can't get over $40,000 a month.